Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi. This is Ness. <laughs> and this is Asabi. And together we are Wine, Wine and Sympathy. sympathy. Yes. Hey, <laughs> How are you going? It has been. There's a lot that's been going on lately. Far out. I know, right? But uh, we've got uh, quite a few beautiful episodes coming up. They'll be dropping week by week by week. But shortly, really yes. Today's <laughs> um, guest. Um, yes. Shall we jump straight in? Let's it? jump straight in. Yeah. All right. So our next guest, Liv Wilson. She's passionate, deliberate, and a detailed professional who works in the online space. She makes the digital journey easy for businesses and the people who run them. Liv manages social media accounts, guides CEOs, and repurposes existing content to be more suitable for, well, now. Mm. She focuses on what she does best, so business owners can do the same. In short, she transforms people's wants and dreams and one days and maybes, and especially those two hearts, into reality. So I kind of like that. It's kind of like a superpower. Yeah, it sounds like she's a dream maker. Oh, <laughs> dream maker. That should be on your business card. Cool yeah. thing about her too, um, she's a, an avid reader. She loves learning and she's a big fan of wine. Nice. Hi, Liv. Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. How are you today? Yeah, I'm great. It's a beautiful sunny day. been doing some work out on the balcony. No wine just yet. It's a bit too early, but it's so nice now that the chilly weather's kind of setting in. It's good mm. to get some outdoors time, yeah. Oh, that sounds lovely. Now, for us, there's never a time that's too early for wine, but <laughs> <laughs> we're not having any right now. I but love that. <laughs> <laughs> but I we know, I just had a cup of tea, and I was like, should this be red wine instead? Mm -hmm. I it should be. <laughs> we have been known to have mulled wine for breakfast because, I mean, it's got cranberries. You can put nuts in it. It's a breakfast drink. Basically just juice, right? Yeah, like yeah, wine. that's right. It's hot juice. Yeah, it's technically <laughs> hot juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're really excited to talk with you, Liv. And we I understand that you are a Kuparu native as well. You live right in the Kuparu area. Well, it's interesting, actually. Um, I, I don't actually live around that area anymore. I used to, um, but I love those community pages on mm. Facebook so much that I just never left them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Really no the, one um, listens to that all and boots of the you off it. Yeah, like everyone is just so beautiful and um, friendly in them that I, yeah, I tend to try and stay in, in mm. them just as long as I can. Sometimes I have found the... Um, the page admins sometimes like go through and like kick people out if they can tell that they've like moved areas. Yes. So I think it's out of a few. But yeah, I mean that area as well has such great um great little boutique stores and mm. just like a really nice just like general community feel that there's always like little events and pop up stores that, that come around the place that I always like want to stay stay tuned with like what is actually happening. Yes, yeah. yes. And it is a beautiful area. I mean, especially with Cooperoo Square 
things have really come up in the last few years. I mean, we have a movie theater yeah. now. That's so awesome. Know, it's awesome. <laughs> it's so, I know, I think I got my first taste of like that area. It was quite a few years ago, but there was a lot of um, just like community push for like helping the homeless mm. um, just in Brisbane. And there was, yeah, a couple of um, not-for-profits in that area that I used to do a little bit of work with. And then, yeah, so I, I, I used to be in that area like quite a bit. And then sort of just seeing like all of the different stores and the beautiful like antique centers and just everything's just like picking up year by year. It's like, it's just, it's such a great like part of Brisbane. Mm, it really is. And yeah. I really think the Facebook group too um, connects us, especially during uh, the year that was last year. Ew. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> the year that was last year. But I'm sure we'll, we can talk about that another time. Um, but oh, maybe we'll talk about it a little, little bit of time. A little bit. I mean, I actually yeah. want to ask you about visual. Yes. So your website is uh, visualonline.com? Yeah, that's right. What is visual? Tell, me, tell us about it. Yeah, so visuals, um, a digital marketing agency. Um, we, our slogan is dare to be digital. And I think it is so fitting and just perfect for everything that um, visual stands for. Like we are daring and we um, just occupy the digital space in such a unique um, and yeah, unique and modern way. Um, yeah, we basically, we, we do a whole range of different things, but like our biggest mission, I, I suppose, and like our goal with everything that we do is really just to take, um, business owners and brands online presence to the next level, um, whether it be through helping them, um, you know, sell more products or just get their name out there more. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes people just need like little things like, um, you know, email campaigns or mm. Facebook ads or they need a new logo and things like that. Like it's just our way to be able to help all kinds of businesses get to that next level, whatever that is for them. Sure. And and is this more on a from a social media standpoint? Or, um, or I guess a digital it's, media it's standpoint? Solely, it's not solely from a social media standpoint, but it sort of has morphed into that side of it being like our biggest sort of service. Mm. Um, we do, for a few clients, we do focus in like the non-traditional advertising industry. Um, but we find that a lot of a lot of things now are coming back towards social media. So, you know, if you weren't to have a really high quality social media account, all of these other big brand digital things just become that little bit harder sure. um, things tend to fall back on yeah like a really nice strong foundation of social media and i think sometimes like uh, having a digital presence can be a little bit um confronting i know when asabi and i were first starting out with wine and sympathy and we were both tackling things in various different ways and then you know, i got canva and i started doing some social media marketing with an online course and it, it can be really daunting it's um it's a wonderful for thing sure. to be able to get help with, that's mm, for sure. Mm. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And, like, even, you know, if you look at, like, big businesses, they've got, you know, whole marketing departments or whole digital, you know, digital strategy departments. It's it's becoming such a modern thing even in, like, traditional um, work settings. So, yeah, it does – it definitely does put, like, emphasis on the fact it's a very it, – it is it can be quite a daunting and, and tough job to just, you know – tackle yourself if you are just starting out and would you say a lot of companies are sort of playing catch-up because I guess 
showing my age here. When I went to uni <laughs> in the 90s, um, <laughs> the web was still, um, I guess, it, it was still largely unknown. You know, a lot of people didn't really know what to do with it. I remember a friend talking to me and she was trying to explain it to me. And she's like, it's this information superhighway. And I kept thinking that it was like a physical highway that was electronic. <laughs> and I, I was like, I don't understand how that works. <laughs> you know, so I would assume that there were younger companies, you know, when, when B2B first started getting off in the late 90s that were sort of tapping into this and they've now been going for 20 plus years. And so you've got these older companies, probably larger companies that have been around for a long time. If they didn't have someone dedicated to digital marketing, they're having to sort of play catch up. Do you see that a lot? Oh, a hundred percent. And it's only more present now um, during COVID, like during mm -hmm. all of the lockdowns and especially for like the service-based industries and, you know, the, the, the stores that have physical, um, you know, physical stores that sure. is the only way that they're able to, you know, sell their products. Like it's just, it, it is definitely the biggest playing catch-up phase ever Far for out, everybody. Yeah, sure. um, hey, so Liv, it, you mentioned Madonna on your website. I, I love it, visualonline.com. Yeah. <laughs> who is, or who are your creative influences? It's such an interesting question because I know that we did mention Madonna, but I tend to find that places and things and areas and like time periods um, are the things that actually like inspire me more creatively. Mm. Um, th and this look, this might sound a bit cliche actually, but I feel like the things that people create are the things that inspire me more than the actual people. Um, I find, yeah, I just find that that like people are able to come up with just these beautiful designs or these, you know, wonderful um, industries. And it's those things that actually inspire us more. So like Madonna for my business partner and I, like she is just a powerhouse. Like she is daring. She is out there and knows what she wants. And I think like that, um, even to come back to like our slogan, like that really helped us mm. sum up like what we wanted to be in business. But like, I'll, you know, I'll walk down the street, um, you know, like in Caloundra and, and see like this beautiful wall of street art and I'll take, you know, 40 photos and like I'll find something in the street art that's inspiring to me. Um, but to me, that's just something that a person's created. So I love seeing like everybody's different outputs because I think, you know, being creative is so important and sometimes like the person itself is just um, – almost like the vehicle to get to that um, outcome that is just so special. Sure. And I think that's, that's a very fitting that you, you guys use a quote from Madonna because, I mean, she's been around since the early 80s and she's constantly reinventing herself and basically showing everyone how it's done <laughs> from every oh, angle and every yeah. age. Yeah, so I, I love that she's still so present in our pop world or our our social world entertainment world even though she's what it's been almost 40 years <laughs> and she's oh, still and I, yeah you know, i hope sh i hope she never phases out because mm. i think she stands for so many so many important messages and yeah that's that's why we thought look we have to have her you know yeah in our little about oh, us fire like she Madonna. just she's a rock star and like we we totally align with you know all of the things that she is 
Mm-hmm. She, her face and her pictures and her music was all over my walls in my bedroom. So when I saw that on your website, I was like, ah, this woman is a woman after my own heart. <laughs> she loves. I think I even want to dress up. I love that. <laughs> um, so Liv, you also studied uh, before you went into creating uh, visual. You studied uh, film, theatre, and broadcasting. I did. It was like one of the best periods of my whole life. It was amazing. Um, yeah, I. I started, you know, performing at a quite a young age and I knew I knew quite early on in my life that I wanted to like pursue that just as for as long as I possibly could and like I just always wanted to do something creative and 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 that's funny like now now when you're in visual it's it's just it's still creative to me um but yeah so I did study um those things I studied um at a place called the Actors Workshop which um has I was actually the last cohort that the um that the school had so I was very lucky to get in when I did um but I studied there for four years um and I actually left high school um early because I did get accepted into the actors workshop and I just thought you know what it's what I want to do my parents were and they still are just absolutely you know so supportive and they they just said you know if that's what you want to do then like we'll support that and we'll help you do that and yeah it, it it's proven to just be like the best decision that I have ever made that's awesome mm. and do you still perform today yeah I do I actually am in um, a play right now where well, we're in the final stages of it we've got our tech week coming up soon but um it's a it's a play called Steel Magnolias um oh yeah is this with Morton Bay yeah, yeah. yeah Morton Bay Theatre Company <laughs> yes. um yeah, but it's it's been such an amazing experience just to like get back on stage. I think, you know, I, I put so much effort into um, when I graduated from the Actors Workshop, I put all my effort into um, the first job that I got out of that, which was sports broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I worked on that for, you know, close to three years and it was totally consuming in like the best possible way. And um, once my contract with them, with like that team that I was working for ran out, I started yeah that's sort of when I started going into like the digital marketing side of things and that was sort of consuming and now it's sort of come full circle and I've been able to just go you know what I've got my own business in digital marketing and I can make time for the things that I am really passionate about now so I've decided yeah get back up on stage um I'm playing the role of Shelby which is um the best role ever yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm biased, but yeah, she is. Yes, she's <laughs> Julia the young Roberts, daughter. Um, played her in the movie. Yeah. And oh god, it is just seriously like a riot every single rehearsal with these women. Like I think like one of my favorite things about doing it right now too is like just with all of the really important social issues happening and like being brought brought to light this year, being able to to do an you know like a all female play. Mm. about willpower and love and you know being there for each other as women is just like the biggest privilege um and yeah I I think it really does come come across in everyone's performance like how how strong women can be if we all stick together yes yes. and you're also feeding your soul at the same time hey on that note yeah it's so true we're going to take a short break and we'll be back shortly obviously because I said short break with Liv (laughs) Wilson (laughs) What happens when you put three of Brisbane's most talented musicians together to create a playlist? You get the new podcast, Shuffology. 
Join your three favorite shuffleologists on a journey through time, space, shuffleology, and playlist creation. Every Sunday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere where a podcast is available. Playlists are available on Spotify after the show. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. And we're back and we're chatting with Liv Wilson today, owner of Visual, which is a digital marketing company. And we were just talking about Liv getting back on stage. So not only do you do digital marketing and you own your own company to do that, but you're also a performer. And we were just talking about how amazing that is. Now, do you feel that those two things go hand in hand, being a performer and running a digital marketing company? Or do you see some sort of um, symbionts or balance with that, with the two of those things? A hundred percent. I think there are so many, so many similarities. Um, You know, before I ran my business, before I even dreamed of running a business, I was, you know, every week selling myself at auditions, like trying to prove to people like why I should be the one that they pick um, for the commercial, for the play or movie. And I think like being able to build up that resilience um, during, you know, those four or five years of my life when acting was so prevalent has just, you know, given me such a thick skin now for owning my business and um yeah, just like the mentality and the values that I'm putting in into the business as, you know, as we're growing. Like I had a client um, the other day ask like, oh, you know, I've been, I've been looking around at a few different people um, and, it, you know, everyone obviously sort of does the same thing. Like, why are you different? Like, why should I pick you? And I, you know, I was honestly like proud of myself that I was so quickly able to just give her an answer. Mm. Um, but I was so sure of myself and I thought, God, that is, you know, if I didn't have those four or five years of trying to prove myself every single week at auditions, like I wouldn't have been able to answer that so um, confidently. Mm. What was your answer? Um, you know, oh, I just said to her, you know, I've got, um, you know, going on six years of experience with this now and it's my number one passion, my number one love and my, you know, my biggest, um, my biggest, like my, my greatest accomplishment and my biggest downfall is that I I do everything as if it was my own business you know I'm never going to put less than 110% into anything that I do because it just reflects so so highly on me and I want your business to succeed um because of that and she was like oh my god I've never heard anybody say that their biggest weakness is that they care too much yes I said it's true like it's it is it's it's my number one positive and my number one weakness I um I, I I do care too much um, but it's it, it's never proven to be that much of a negative. Mm, so, mm. I and I think that makes people feel com- comforted as well when you say that you know I treat your business as if it's my own and and it's the most important thing to me at the time. Oh, yeah, so. exactly, a hundred percent. Like it, if I was looking for somebody, you know, to come and paint my my house, I, I'd want them to say something like that. I'm going to feel so much more assured and, and comfortable because um, I don't want it I don't want anything done half-hearted um, mm, so yeah, I'm definitely exactly. I'm never going to do anything half-hearted for anybody yeah that's amazing that's so good so yeah and I agree with you I believe that being a performer does force you to have this sort of resilience that I would say the average public doesn't always gain because there's so much rejection 
in being a performer yeah. you know when you're going to auditions and you know they're you know yeah you have the right look but you know you don't have the right voice or you know it's it's the only profession that can I guess legally discriminate against people it's and fine. and it's fine yeah and they can they can say well you know, your look just isn't right, or your height, you're, you're too tall, or you're too short, or you're too fat, or you're too skinny, too you know. Too yeah, so exactly. And oh, that you, you do hear such funny responses to things, like, God, I, if I, I could probably write a book <laughs> with all of the things people have said, like all of the, all of the little rejections that I've had, and mm. I remember, you know, earlier on um, in my acting career, like, just feeling so shocked not necessarily sad and and frustrated but just shocked as to what like how can people you know say that to, to somebody mm. I, I remember going for a role you know I'm five foot one blonde petite you know very very girly and I was auditioning for something that was um more of a cool girl like you know she'd wear a leather jacket and like probably yeah, a little bit on the rougher side. And mm. I remember, you know, turning up, wearing a leather jacket. Like, I felt really rough and tough and so good about it. And then the guy emailed me back the next week personally to say, you know, you haven't been successful. You didn't get the role. Um, you're too much of a Sandy. And I was looking for a Rizzo. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, but I, I wore my leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I was Rizzo. And, and remember, but all these little things, and you just think, oh, it, it's just, it does make you who you are. Mm. And now I'm like such a proud Sandy, and I'm playing Shelby in Steel Magnolias, which is like the first Sandy ever. Like, she's yes. pink, she wears pink, it's her signature color, she's obsessed with it. And I'm like, oh, it's just things fall into place, and you end up getting exactly what you deserve which is mm. yeah I always like to think of things like that embrace what you are and what you're good at and embrace your look mm. you know don't yeah. you shouldn't have to try and fit in I know it's hard because as actors we want to and need to because that's what yep. the audition process is but mm. embrace who you are and they'll move the role around for you yeah that's that true a lot, right? it does happen I mean, I know very, I was telling true. Vanessa, I normally play mothers, slaves, and maids. <laughs> that's, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to write a cabaret because that, that's literally, like, that's what I get cast for. And I, just this year, I've been in a play, a fil two films, and a musical. And in the play, I played a former slave. In the musical, I played a mother. In... The, in one of the films, I played a maid, and in another film, I'm playing a slave. So I'm just like, this is just my life. It's, <laughs> it's what, babe? You're like, it's give me something so more. See, me. have you seen Reese Witherspoon has an absolutely incredible speech that she gave yeah, at I've an award it. ceremony about how she was just so sick of being typecast and always playing, you know, the damsel in distress, and mm. she just thought to herself, you know what, if you're not going to write it for me, I'm just going to write it myself. Yes. And now we have gone yeah. girl and where the crawdads sing and big little lies and mm. all of these just incredibly female driven pieces yes but the females aren't playing you know just a mom you know like they're more yep. than yeah. a mom and they're more than um the maids and the slaves that you know they're the heart and soul of all of exactly these exactly and i feel that's what you have to do to get almost anywhere you have to write your own material you do I mean, I was always getting cast as a sex pot or a vixen or a, what was it, stripper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So can you imagine? No. And, and you know, recently, um, obviously I'm oh older. Oh my God, it is funny. And it, and hey, some, sometimes it's a confidence boost. Like I, I, I went through a whole phase where like all I played was, I was just the girlfriend in everything. Like seriously, everything for about two years. Mm. Um, and I was single and I'm like, surely this is telling me something. Like yeah. surely I'm getting somewhat closer to being an actual girlfriend. <laughs> Not really. I play one all the time. I should be one. <laughs> I know. I'm really good at it, guys. Like I'm, I'm actually very, very good at being a girlfriend. That's so funny. Mm. Yeah, I don't feel I'm very good at being a maid. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I play one on TV, so... <laughs> Oh, well, hopefully it's all changing. Um, there's a couple of other cool things that are happening for us. And I, I can't wait to see your production of Steel Magnolias. So it's done through um, it's done through Morton Bay. Morton Bay Regional Theatre. Is that what Morton it's called? Morton Bay Theatre Company. The Theatre yeah. Company, that's it. Great. I should know. I did when a show with them out? last year. <laughs> yeah, so they're up in Northlake. Yes. They're a fairly new little theatre company, but boy, they're just they're, – they're a bit of a powerhouse themselves, actually. They're – I've been putting on some fantastic productions. I'm actually, um, so I'm in Steel Magnolias, and then they've actually got in their children's, um, on this children's stage, Heather's the Musical. Oh, yeah. Um, they're doing a high school edition, and I'm um, co-music director for that. So oh, fantastic. Doing, I've been splitting my time between, um, you know, 1983 Louisiana for Steel Magnolias and... Mm -hmm. 1987 Chicago for yeah. the Heathers. It's um, it's been yeah. It's just such a it's a great little theater company actually. Yeah. Really good um community. And when does Steel Magnolias um come out? When are you performing it? Um, so we uh, yeah we open on the fourth of June and we run for three weekends. Oh, wonderful! So that's coming up soon. Okay, goodness, well we will is, definitely. Yeah. We've got um. We actually rehearsed tonight. Um, we just sort of organized all of the costumes and um, everything we had. You know, you guys have seen the movie, right? Yes. yes. Sally Field, Dolly yeah, Parton. So it's Come like on, of course I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Two of my favorites. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like, the hair is so big and massive. And mm. the cool thing, actually, about the play is that it's, um, it's all set in um, the beauty salon. So it's yep. actually just one location. But oh. our hair has to be so big and poofy and curly. We actually had a um, like a hairdresser come in to our last rehearsal to teach us how to do our hair because it was like, the director's like, look, we've got to nail everything, but like the hair and the costume and the makeup just has to be like on point yep. because it's so iconic. Mm -hmm. um, so we're all like, we, we all have like very sore heads from like teasing and like Ouch. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't just put wigs on you. <laughs> That'd be so I much know. easier. Well, my character actually, um, I won't give any spoilers away, but she, I end up having a wig and mm. it, um, it couldn't be more opposite to like my natural hair, which yeah. is pretty fun. I've never had a wig before in, in, in any kind of production. So it's good fun. Makes you feel like just in character more. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm excited. We'll have to check it out. But before we do, let's take a short break. The world is a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. 
what isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons... Or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical... Subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know, wherever you find fun and funny podcasts. Or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. And we're back with Liv Dawson. We've been talking all things visual, arts, uh, plays, <laughs> hairstyles. Auditioning. <laughs> okay, so with everything happening and what you're doing with your life and now that we've finally got through COVID, knock on wood, um, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, that question makes me so happy and excited to think about it. Um for a couple of reasons. So my partner, my fiance now, actually, we got engaged um, two weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, he is actually American and he's currently stuck over in the States. Um, and we have basically all of our plans were to get married last year and, you know, me to move over there and continue visual, sort of like expand it into like an international sector all got, you know, mm. cancelled and mm-hmm. put on pause. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, we did a little bit of an unconventional, non-traditional engagement, which was just so special, um, like I said, a couple of weeks ago. And um, my visa is being processed to move to the States. And um, I say that it's such an exciting question because I don't really know what it holds for me. Like, I, I'm going to be there with him. We've been together for... Um, four and a half years now so it's going to be really nice to just properly settle down together and um he runs a a business in the baseball industry over there it'll be really nice to just be able to like run our businesses together um have a family get into the acting and the theater world um in the states and just um just grow together i think that's the biggest thing like we're both excited about is to not have to deal with any like long distance anymore but just to be able to come together and just you know smash all of our goals and do all of the things that we've wanted to do um for you know four and a half years but finally do them together that's a serious long distance relationship mm. and now, has your relationship always been long distance or did was he living here initially or you over there How did you meet so he um, so we actually met in Australia. So when we first met, he was playing um, professional baseball. Um, and so we met while he was over in Australia playing. Um, and so he would basically play in Australia in the American off-season yep. and then fly back to the States and play there. Gosh, he played in um, Europe and I went and, went and visited him over there. And, yeah, so we always had about a six-month uh, six months together and then six months um, apart. Oh, that's amazing. And where in the U.S. is he? Um, he's in Arkansas. In Arkansas. Oh. <laughs> Very, that's interesting. I'm you go there, though, <laughs> in the middle of COVID. Uh, they've, they've vaccinated like 100 million people and they're starting to open up, so it'll be I fine. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon if you'd asked me, like, this time last year, mm. I would have been a lot more apprehensive like it was oh you know for more than one reason <laughs> yes a little, no definitely different. um but no I do f- and I love America I've been there you know half a dozen times traveled you know all around like it's I, I genuinely love 
that country and mm. seeing it in the way that it was was actually really heartbreaking because I knew that I wanted to live there and I wanted to have a family there mm. um so I'm I'm so happy and grateful that yeah their vaccine rollout is as efficient and you know it's happening quite quickly as it is and it's yeah it, it really is actually fantastic and Stephen um my fiance is his work situation has actually ramped up rather than you know mm-hmm. slowing down which we weren't expecting and yeah all of these little things are kind of piecing together and it's a little full circle moment again where we can just take a step back and think oh my gosh this was meant to work out everything yeah. is sort of in place in our favor now which is yeah really nice I feel that because we are such a society that expects everything right away yeah you know it's like I need it now it has to happen now so I mean Mm. technically this we've only been in this pandemic for just over a year so it's Mm -hmm. it hasn't you know it's not like the hundred years war or anything like that you know it's literally been just over a year and and we did we panicked because we are so used to just solving our problems right away fixing things right away everything is instantaneous and so I, I know there are a lot of people that are, have, the, you know, their glass half empty people. So they believe mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to go on forever and we'll never get out of it. Uh. <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, I calm know. down. It, it, it's going to take some time. <laughs> we will get back to a different time yeah. to get it perfect, right? Mm, exactly. Whole, like safe. instant gratification versus yes. delayed gratification yes. conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, um. It, it's it does put into perspective like what matters what actually can take some time and you know it actually helps us sit back and enjoy things a little bit more when you're not you know trying to just get everything done so quickly and have everything given to you so quickly yes you know taking some time actually really it is very therapeutic mm. oh i agree i agree 100 percent. and it's so exciting um i actually want to know some details how did you get engaged if he's over there and you're over here, did you do a Zoom engagement? Yes, we did. We, well, we, we did a FaceTime engagement. We um, Okay, here's the goss. So okay, what happened go. was we had a, um, a really, really positive um, like meeting with our attorney. He was basically just giving us some updates on some of the rules and regulations that had um, changed with the new um, presidency and just like post, you know, not post COVID, but, you know, post um, their major lockdowns, like just some different things are now um, a whole lot easier for people like me trying to move there. Um, So we were just over the moon. And um, the next day I was, um, you know, in the city with my mum and dad doing some shopping. And I, um, my mum was like, oh my gosh, this is so, like, it's so exciting that you're, you know, that much closer to being able to see each other. you know, you'll have to get you get to get married and just like all of these good things. Let's go look at rings. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, isn't that like his job? Like, I don't want to take away from him doing his whole little experience. So mm. him and I ended up chatting about it, and he was like, no, go look. Like, don't miss out on that. You know, excitement and that that milestone of being excited about an engagement. Like, go and do it. And I just thought that is so true. Like, we've been apart for sixteen months now. Like, we've missed so many milestones. Like, we went together when I started my business and got my first client and all of these things. Mm. And so I thought, you know what? You are right, darling. I'm going to go look at rings and I'm going to go just drink champagne and feel so excited about this because, um, it's you know, we are one step closer. And 
basically, we I found some rings that I just loved and FaceTimed him. And I was like, hey, what do you think of these? And he was like, I absolutely love this specific one. And I was like, no way, because that's the one that I like love. I don't think I would ever, I don't even think I want to look anymore. Like, I absolutely love this. Um, and he was like, okay, well, what do we do now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, well, you know what? If it's the one that you absolutely love, then let's get it and let's just make this official. We don't need to wait anymore and miss any more milestones. Like, we know that we're going to be together and if this is just a little bit of an unconventional way to get there, like, what a special story for our grandkids one day. And I was like, oh, my God, I love you. And so we got the ring and my mum and I cried in um, Angus and Coots for about half an hour and then we went and had lunch with my dad. It was beautiful. Oh, my God, that's a lovely story. So I wish you could see our faces. We're just sitting here grinning and, like, a little tear. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. It is – it's funny. So many people have asked, like, my my beautiful grandparents, I I called them – um, to tell them and my the first thing that my pop said was how did he get here so quick oh cute was like oh no like it's just such a it's like I said it's non-traditional it's like not how it's meant to be yeah. um which you know on one hand we could be sitting thinking like I feel so sad like it wasn't a proper proposal like yeah. even then get to say what he wanted to say and and take me where he wanted to but like he said like we've missed so many milestones it's actually we actually deserve to feel so excited and appreciate a moment that yes. we should have appreciated already and yes. I just thought yep that's why I'm marrying you my love let's do it Aww. if anything about last year has taught us then you have to appreciate every moment no matter if it's unconventional or not I mean it's what makes it special what makes mm. it unique and what makes it yours and I think we've also learned to seize opportunities as well because there's so many times that people just, oh, you know, I don't I don't know if I'm going to do it. I'm just going to, you know, there's a lot of fear. And I think we've just kind of decided, forget that. Let's just take the leap. Do it. Mm. Oh, it is so true. Like, it, I could probably go back and think of, you know, a hundred times where I've not done something just because, oh, I could probably, you know, I could just do it next month. So I'll just wait mm. till I feel better about the situation. But, like... And, uh, you know, I, I admire Stephen so much. He was in Australia, um, you know, it's not, not his home country, being told by his U.S. consulate, you need to get on a plane, you know, this yep. weekend and get out of this country. Um, this is, you know, we're about to go into this giant pandemic that we don't know, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. You've got to get out. And just seeing, like, how he was so, you know, fearless with that and just... Yep. You know, yep, it's just the next challenge, you know. He, mm. Yeah, even like he had, he had to drive to Sydney yeah. <laughs> during the night to get onto this plane. No it was way. like the only plane that was available, like all of these things. And I'm like, oh, I just admire his ability yep. to be fearless so much. And I think, you know, how fearless is he like proposing to me over FaceTime? And God, we went to meet my dad for lunch. And I was like, he, my, my poor dad's just sitting there waiting where is my wife? Where is my daughter? Like, we, they told me that they would be here like an hour ago. And oh, I was no. like, look, look, daddy, I'm engaged. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, my God, lucky I ordered champagne. Like, yeah. we're all just sitting there, like, just so happy. Um, and, yeah, like, you just, you can't be scared and you can't not do things because you think it's going to 
you know, to exactly. not do what someone else wants. You've just got to do it for yourself. Exactly. That's a beautiful love story. Thank mm. you for sharing that with us. Now, oh, you're we are probably going to have to end this fabulous conversation, but for all of you out there who would like to have a little bit of help with your social media campaigns, check out visualonline.com. And, of course, we'll have links in our episode information. Yes, we will. Liv, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, All the best with Visual and all the best with your move to the U.S. I I really do hope you enjoy Arkansas. It is a beautiful state. I come from Oklahoma, which is right next door to Arkansas. (laughs) Yeah, so there's, like, all of the greenery, the Ozark Mountains. It's gorgeous. Yes, it's such a beautiful, beautiful place. So... I really hope you thrive there and um, you and Stephen have a beautiful life together. You'll enjoy oh, it. Thank you, ladies, and thank you for having me. This was such an awesome chat and I love I love what you guys are doing with your podcast and um, yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to listen to all of them. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. All right. Well you have a great afternoon, Liv, and we'll talk again soon. All right, we're gonna take a short break and then we'll be back with our game. Open up. That's Not Canon is a community committed to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you would like to get started podcasting or simply enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more, you can head over to our website at that'snotcanon.com. If you simply want to support us and what we do, we would very much welcome your patronage at patreon.com forward slash that's not canon. And we're back. And how great was that last guest? We just had Liv on. Who? Liv Wilson. Wilson. Yes. She's so lovely. Now, Liv did talk with us via phone because she was not able to be present. And we haven't done that in a long time. I know, right? Yeah. I I almost didn't remember how to set everything up to have a phone conversation. (laughs) I was like, Vanessa, call me. I think that's good because, you know, her business is online. So clients that she'll be getting now Australian clients American clients mm. because she'll always be online she'll be digital yes it's, it's like so for all your friend. digital marketing needs that's I who you contact I send a little message about us try and get one sympathy worldwide yeah I know we have a few international listeners so it would be great to kind of open it up I would love to, have to a bit ask more. actually our international guests after you've listened to this episode jump online to our Facebook page Wine of Sympathy um, there'll be pictures of me and Asabi up. You'll, you'll know it. Can't miss us. Can't miss us. Um, and also just like drop us a line and say where you're from and if you listen to our show because I just, I'm really fascinated with that. I'm fascinated about how connected we can all be. Mm, mm. But yes, let's do open up. Open up, open up. No, we don't have a theme song. No, um, we, <laughs> <laughs> we just all like right. to sing. All right, so open up Shit. is a game where Vanessa and I pick a question. So it's a cylindrical box filled with what looks like a couple hundred different questions, and they all have different levels of intensity, meaning how deep the question might be. And we pick one question, and then we ask each other that same question. So I picked it, and I'm really excited about this one. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yes. Could you assassinate an acquaintance for $10 million? An acquaintance? Acquaintance. Yes. <gasps> It's an acquaintance. It's not a friend. Well, hang on. I've got to ask you. Well, I guess I can remember the question. It's not like it's a best friend or anything. It's an acquaintance. An acquaintance is somebody that you kind of know. Like, I mean, your next door neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) You could assassinate our next door neighbor. 
for ten million dollars? Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, but I mean, is it really an assassination if it's somebody that we know? Like, cause I always think assassination is what happens to a person who's of a really high standing, right? It's not just like no, because if, like our neighbor would just be a murder. No, no, assassination is death for money. So you're getting you're getting paid to pay paid to kill somebody for money. That's what an assassination is. That's, that's a hit. That's no, oh, that's a hit. Shut the front door. Uh, that's a murder. <laughs> but um, I've always wanted to be an assassin like Bridget Fonda and the assassin. Yes. Now, could you assassinate an acquaintance for ten million dollars? Mm, let me think about it. I mean, let's think about who the acquaintance is. Oh, I don't care. It's ten million dollars. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I'm sure I could yes. drop a few names, and you'd be like, kill him, <laughs> done, yeah. tomorrow, now. <laughs> Only if I get to wear like a really cool outfit, go into a top of a building with a really big rifle or do a, do a shot thing and then have some creepy music and then kill him and then somebody hands me a briefcase that's like $10 million. So, you know, you could just have like an iPod and with headphones and you just have your music playing right there. And or just a spit dart. Like dart <laughs> the dart goes into the neck and yep. it's like cyanide yeah. and then they just drop dead. Very primitive. Yeah. You'd have to have a really good aim for that. But, I mean, you'd have to have really good aim for any sort of weapon, I, I guess, unless aim. you did it by hand. I think I'd be a great assassin. I've always said this. Mm. You know, I used to want to be a spy when mm. I was a kid. Yeah, I, I was really into the Cold War. <laughs> I was really into looking at people through their doors. <laughs> <laughs> that's not... That's <laughs> I, I, I wasn't a voyeur. <laughs> I wanted to spy. I wanted, you know, I wanted to study Russian. I wanted to go to Russia. I wanted to. I still do that. Yeah, but I no, it's not the same. When the wall fell, I just kind of gave up that dream. Like it just wasn't the same. I still think there's a. Yeah, maybe. You know what? I could play a spy on TV. So if anybody's out there <laughs> listening and you want to hire me to play a spy or an assassin. We could yeah. Yeah. Sabi and Ness. Brisbane PI. Brisbane didn't know what hit them until the two of those girls hit the street. Okay, now that makes us sound like streetwalkers. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. Actually, that was a good one. I'm glad that we are okay with getting rid of human life. I mean, these questions are hypothetical. They're not. You know, like, no one's going to approach me and say, hey, will you kill someone for $10 million? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. And, I mean, and it has to be someone we know. Like, what if it's someone we don't know? Then I'd say no. If I didn't know who the person was. But if I knew who the person was, and I'm like, ugh. You're putting too many thoughts into this one now. I'm just discussing the question (laughs) as it was proposed. It said an acquaintance, which means somebody you know. Or have met. Not always. I don't, like, just because I've met someone doesn't mean that I count them as an acquaintance because I don't always remember. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old. I forget things, you know. Like, people, yeah, you know. Um, I ran into a a beautiful young man at the, in the lobby after my show a couple of weeks ago, and he just came up, Asabi, do you remember me? And he was just a tall young man, and I just looked at him, and I was like, oh, my God, No. Oh, and I'm thinking, what have I done in my life? But, um, no, I did a musical with him when he was about 11 years old. Oh, and so Yeah, and now he's a, a grown adult. And of course you're not going to yeah. remember him. He's charming. Yeah, he was, he was so adorable. But I did find a picture 
of us as a group photo from the musical. Did you assassinate him for 10 years? No. Uh, I, I wouldn't count him as an acquaintance. He's a friend. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm specific. Oh. That engineering brain of mine, specifics. Yeah. Got yep. it. Got mm. it. Speaking of that, I need to go to uh, the bathroom, so we should probably <laughs> end this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, of course, to uh, That's Not Canon Productions, our company production producer. Mm. Well, you're, you're really the producer. Well, yeah, I do a lot of the production work, but that's pretty you. You do, you do a fair yeah, amount of production work as well. We are. We are a team, a girl team. Yes, woman Once team. Taking it a bit gross. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, didn't mean it like that. Why? Mm, my little brain, she's just so naive. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to us, guys. We are Wine and Sympathy. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.